Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Everyday Church. We are a body of believers in Oklahoma City with the mission to live out our faith on a daily basis. Let's listen in as we hear a powerful message from God's Word. Well, good morning. And these lights are bright. That's for sure. Yes. Awesome. So if you have your Bibles, open to Colossians chapter 3. Amen. So I've titled this message Renewed. And the concept of being renewed is kind of something that I've studied a lot this past week. Um, we had some people at work that were off, so we had to uh, work quite a bit harder this week. And as I studied this, man, I just knew that I needed to be more renewed in my life. And the people of Class A were the same way. Starting in verse 1, the screen will also have the lyrics. It said, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On the account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put off the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, and if, as the Lord has also forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all, these things put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, which indeed you were called into one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So in this text, the people of Colossae are being reminded of their new life in Christ. This new life is to look much different than their old life. This meant for them that they were actually having to put away some things of the old life and being renewed now in Christ. He wanted to, again, remind them that once God saved them, he didn't want them to remain the same. Last week, John talked about following rules does not bring you to Christ. And that is true, right? We can't do anything in order to get salvation. But... When you are saved by Christ, he does call you to change. This is why I've titled the message, Renewed. Now, I think it's important for us to know what renewed means before we dig deep into this text, and the definition should be up on the screen here in a moment. But the word renewed means to be or become reestablished in a like new 
an often improved manner. Now this makes sense if you're a believer, right? Because what happens when Christ saves you? He makes you new, amen? So I want you to see three things in this text today. One, that being renewed starts with remembrance. Two, it means putting off the things of the flesh. And it means putting on Christ. So for those who are taking notes, the first point is being renewed starts with remembrance. Being renewed starts with remembrance. So in the beginning of chapter three, Paul is reminding the people of Colossae of their new life. In the ESV, it says if, but I know most of you guys use the NLT, and I think that's actually a better translation of the Greek. And it could be translated to since you were raised. So this new life for a believer is a radical change, right? It's something different than their old life. And that's something that must happen in every single believer's life. Look what Paul wants them to do, though. He wants them to seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. There is an action here that must be done for all believers. They must begin to seek Christ in heaven. Christ is in a place of authority and of honor. And he is worthy to be sought after because of everything that he's done for us. Amen? He's done so much for us. Not only do we seek the things above, we are to set our minds on the things above. I think Philippians 4.8 says this perfectly. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Jesus is all these things, Right? He is just, he is honorable, he is pure, he is lovely, he is commendable, and he is excellent. Jesus Christ is worthy of all that praise. This means now that we shouldn't seek the things that are on earth, but we should seek Christ because we have actually died, right? There's this transformation in our life. Chapter two explains it so well. We were alive now in Christ. The old life is gone. We are now dead. So what what does that mean? We are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And this isn't just a truth for the Colossae people, right? It's a truth for us. Our old life is now gone. We are to live a life renewed in Christ. But what does that renewal look like? Well, we're actually transferred into the kingdom of God, right? We're now hidden in him in Christ. So when our life appears in glory, that external reality that, or that internal reality that we have now will become an external reality. It's really a beautiful picture of what happens in the Christian life, right? When we are saved, God takes us from this old life that we were dead in, and he transfers us, and we're now hidden in Christ. What a powerful reminder Think of it like this, when you set your eyes on Jesus in remembrance, everything around you seems so unappealing. Everything. When we are renewed in him, all other things fit in its proper place. The promise of eternal life gives us every 
reason to be constantly renewed. So remember that. Always remember Christ because in it you can be renewed. And part of this renewal is putting to death all that is earthly in you. All right, for those taking notes, the second point was being renewed means putting off the things of the flesh. Now, remember the definition. Renewed means to become reestablished in a like new and often improved manner. And in order to do this, you must put off the things of the flesh. Now, one commentator said it like this. Putting to death of sin is not only demanded by incorporation into Christ, it is also empowered and infected by it. Union with Christ because it puts a new relationship to sin and brings us into the sphere of the Spirit's power, and it will impact the way we live. Ultimately then, it is to put to death in this verse must be viewed as a call to respond to and to cooperate within the transformation power that is already operative within us. That's a long definition, but what does that really mean? It means that when we are saved, God gives us the Holy Spirit and the power to put these things to death in our life. Now, if you look at the text, there are various sins listed, and by no means is this every single sin in the world, but verse 6 shows us what these sins really are. They're perversion. And perversion means the alteration of something from its original course, meaning or state to distortion or corruption of what it was first intended. And if you look at all the sins in verse 6, or verse 5, it says sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry, that's exactly what they are. They're a perversion of God's truth. Sexual immorality is something that is anything outside of God's natural design for marriage, which is between one man and one woman. Sex is only to happen in that context, right? Some Christians approve um, of sex before marriage, living together before marriage, same-sex marriages, pornography, and so much more that distort God's word. But I want you to know this. That if you are partaking in any of those today, God is calling you to put them away. God is calling you to put those to death. And I want to be careful here because I don't want to become legalistic. But when God actually saves you, he wants you to be made new. right? He wants you to put away all those various sins. And the other sins listed, evil desire, covetousness, and idolatry can really be summed up by that last word, right? Idolatry. Now, idolatry is the worship of material representation of a deity. Which, what does that end up doing? It puts it into improper perspective. We sometimes elevate certain sins over God. The world around us will tell us that all these things are okay, that they're good, that you should seek out your sexual desire and your passion and you should covet what your neighbor has. But if we want to be renewed, we actually must put them all away. Verse 6 deals with a few more sins. Right? Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk, fear my mouth. Now, we don't have to go deep into all those to know that they're not Christ-like. But notice what Paul says, you must put them all away. 
you must put them all away. It's not a suggestion for a Christian to keep living in sin. Did you know that this morning? It's not a suggestion. Paul expects you and me and every single believer to put our sins away, to stop practicing those sins. It's important to note, though, that all these sins that are listed are not the only sins that we will ever commit. Some of you may not even struggle with the sins listed, right? You may struggle with other sins. But the point is this. If you want to be renewed in Christ, you must put off your old self. Remember what the word must means. It actually means that you must put them all away. John Owen said, be killing sin or it will be killing you. All the sins listed and all other sins don't match our new self, so we must stop practicing them. Let me illustrate this for you. Who in here has heard of Usain Bolt? Right? Everyone. He's probably the best runner of all time. He won eight gold medals and considered to be the fastest man on the planet. If you've ever watched him race, you know that he runs in a different kind of uniform, right? He has these shorts on that are pretty short, this shirt that is really thin, and the best shoes that money could buy. Imagine Hussein Bolt showing up to run the race in his everyday clothes, he would not be able to run that race properly. Many Christians are trying to live the Christian life and not put off the sins of the flesh. You would never expect Usain Bolt to show up to the track in skiing gear, would you? No. But do you think that you can live this Christian life without putting away your sin? You can't. Not only must we put off everything in the flesh, we must also put on Christ. So my third point is being renewed in Christ. Being renewed means putting on Christ. Now the renewal process is not just remembrance. It's not just putting off your old self. Now we actually have to put on Christ. Verse 10 says, and have put on your new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Now, what does that mean? Our new self is actually being made into the image of Christ. So how does this work out for the believer? I think 2 Corinthians 4.16 says it perfectly. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. One man said it like this, the life and power of Christ within is constantly renewed. And as the Christ likeness is being reproduced more and more in the believer's life. Now this knowledge that we're gaining in Christ is not just some trivial knowledge, right? It's not just the Yahoo stories that you gain a little bit of information about something. It's true knowledge. It's the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's only found after the image of its creator. One man said it like this, God's plan is that the believers progressively become more like Jesus Christ, the one who made them. 
This is how I thought of it. Being renewed is not just a one-time event. It is an everyday event, right? It's an everyday event. Everyday church should get behind that. We should be renewed every single day. Once God saves us, he's going to transform you into the image of Christ. And the implications of this are found in the next several verses. In verse 11, it says, Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. So in Colossae, they had a wide variety of different people, right? Just like we do today. And let me just explain a couple of those groups. Now, the barbarians were considered to be the most uncivilized people. They did not speak any Greek, and many Greeks actually made fun of them because of the way they talked. Barbarians actually got their name because it sounded like they said bar, bar, bar. A Scythian was similar, but they were often referred to as savages and ruthless. And here's the main point behind all this. There were man-made barriers that prevented them to worship Christ. And this goes against everything God teaches in the Great Commission, right? He says to go and preach to all nations. Did you know that there is actually Christians in the world that don't look like us in here? They don't talk like us. They don't worship like us. But yet, they are also in Christ, Being in Christ is what defines us, not our skin color, not our language, not our background. When you're actually renewed in Christ, listen to this, you realize that Christ takes precedence all over all our differences. So unlike the previous verses, they are asking you to put off things. These are now asking you to put on things. God calls you to actually live out the spiritual reality that has happened in your life. But after he asks you to do this, he goes back to that same argumentation that he used earlier, which is remember. Right? He's saying remember. He says, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Did you know that God has loved us since the beginning of time, if you're a believer? He has loved us since the beginning of time. And he has chosen you to transform you into the image of his son. Knowing who you are in Christ propels you to live for Christ. Right? Knowing who you are in Christ propels you to live for Christ. In the next few verses, you see a few more things that you are to actually put on. The things listed in verses 12 through 14 can be summed up in the Christian life as love. Think about it. Christian love has the right heart, which is found in verse 12. It has a compassionate heart. It has kindness towards others. It has humility. It has meekness. It has patience. And the heart of a believer is grounded in the love of Christ. So when we have the heart of Christ, we can actually prove that we live consistently with what we believe. And this new love that we have because of Christ, because we've been renewed in it, 
also forgives one another. An important trait for any Christian is that we forgive others. Christians have that motivation. Why? Because we have been forgiven. Christians should never not forgive someone, right? And this is why. Did you know that you have wronged God way more than you've ever wronged someone else? The God who created you, who called you to be in his image, you have wronged him more than you've wronged anyone else. This is why you should always forgive. Now, this also means that you should have peace. And what kind of peace is this? Well, one man said it like this. Paul is saying that the peace that characterizes the new self should be a ruling principle or virtue in our innermost being and that it should affect all our relationships. Every single relationship that we have should be marked by peace. We should be people of peace. Why is this? Because Scripture said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Finally, our new self should be renewed in the Word. This should be done in such a way that the Word actually dwells in you. Now, this term dwell is to inhabit or live in, meaning the Word of Christ should be so rooted in us, so planted in us, that we never forget it. We cannot put on Christ if we're not renewed in his word. Like the terminology means, we should live in the word of God. Now, the people of Colossae didn't have the same luxuries that we have today. They often had to travel long, long way just to hear the word of God taught. They didn't have the Bible, right? They didn't have all these songs on their phones because there was not any to hear the word of God. But yet they came from far away. Why? Because they had a thankful heart. Today we have access to multiple translations of the Bible, endless amount of apps, and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of hours of solid biblical teaching that you can listen to and singing, and yet we hardly ever make it to church because we're too busy we're too tired, or any other excuse you might have. Why, I don't want to minimize what's going on in the world, right? We're living in a pandemic. It's different times. I do want to say this. How can we expect to be renewed when we're not ever with the church body? That's tough to hear, right? But it's true. You cannot be expect to be renewed if you're never in the Word of God. We as a church cannot expect to look like Christ if we're not constantly being renewed. And Paul ends this section with a beautiful reminder. Look at verse 17. He says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So the reason we do anything in this life and everything for Christ is because he has done everything for us. Amen? Every thought, action, and deed should be worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. A renewed person is one who seeks Christ for all things, who gives him the glory for all things. 
But what's interesting is we are a selfish people, right? And that's not often our first thing we do. We don't often thank God for everything we have. But when we have a true, renewed heart, we will do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Has anyone ever seen the movie Cool Runnings? I know Aaron has. Man, you guys have to watch that movie. It's, it's a great movie. But in the line, some people say they don't believe Jamaica has a bobsled team, right? And, and what's interesting about this, when the bobsled team arrives in Canada, they actually don't know how cold it is, right? There, there's a scene where they're going out in their uh, short sleeve shirts and shorts, and, and they're so cold, they run back inside. And what do they do? They put on a bunch of coats. They put on all this thing so they can properly go out into the cold Canadian air. Again, this is like the illustration I used before with Hussein Bolt. There are things in this life, if you want to be a Christian, that you must put on. Just like they needed a jacket, we need to put on Christ. Christian, are you putting on what's necessary in order to live the Christian life? This means you must put on love. You must put on the new heart. You must put on forgiveness. You must put on peace. You must put on the word of God. Because if you don't, you will be like the Jamaican bobsled team. Right? And what does that mean? You will be thinking that you prepared for something that you actually didn't. Right? They thought they had it figured out, training on the mountainside, but when they actually were there to run the race, they were so unprepared. Why was this? Because they didn't put on the proper equipment needed. So there must be a call to action today, right? This is something we must take seriously. It doesn't matter if you've been a believer in here for, for 50 years or five minutes. This is something you have to do. So going back through the points again, being renewed starts with remembrance. But how do you actually do this? How do you apply this to your life? Well, I challenge you to actually think about Christ more in your life. Think about him more. Remembrance propels renewal. So how can you do this? Well, I think you could take time every single morning or in the evening, if that's better for you, to write down everything God has done for you. Right, remember how good he was to you during the day. Remember that he saved you from your sin. Also, the best way you can remember God is to actually get in his word. You know, John said this week that everyday church has a reading plan. You can jump on board with that. And if you don't want to do that, there's so many other reading plans out there. But you need to get in the word more because you need that remembrance in your life. The word brings renewal and remembrance. Now, being renewed means putting off the things of the flesh. And you don't have to come up here and tell me all your sins that you're struggling with. You don't have to tell John. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to have an honest evaluation to see if you're actively participating 
in any sins that are listed in this text or any other sins, right? And you know what's so awesome about being a believer? Is Christ actually died for all those sins that you're struggling with. You may be struggling with all these sins that are listed today, but know this, if you are in Christ, you can lay all those down at the foot of the cross and you will be forgiven. You will be made new because that's what God does for believers. He makes us new but it's still a call for you to put those things down, to take them off. Don't be like ski man Hussein Bolt, right? Expecting to run the race. Give those to Christ today. Give them to him every day. This renewal process like we discussed is an everyday thing. So whatever you need to take off, give it to Christ. And he will restore you. Right? He won't, might restore you. He will restore you. You can be made new when you put off the things of the flesh. Finally, you must also put on Christ. You know, the Christian walk is a put on and put off process. You know, sometimes I'm really good at putting things off. But man, I'm not good at putting things on. I don't always have the love of Christ that I should have for, for others. I don't always treat others the way I should. But God gives me that opportunity each and every day to put on those things. And if we're going to be constantly renewed, we must put on Christ. And again, that goes back to what we talked about. You must get in the Word more. Man, the Word is so renewing. It will change you in a way that only it can. Right, remember this, believer, that God did not save you to live as you were but he did save you where you were. But once you are saved, he is calling you to be made new. Nick, if you would put the 2 Corinthians 5, 11 through 20 on the screen. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there as well. Well, there... I don't think it's on the screen, but I'm going to read it anyway. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it's known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not what is in the heart. For if we care besides ourselves, it is for the love of God. If we are in right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him now, thus no longer. Listen to verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled to us himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, 
We are ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you actually may be extremely burdened after listening to this, right? Because you might think to yourself, man, I've never been saved. I have never truly been renewed by God. I'm not putting anything uh, to death in my life. There are so many sins that I am struggling with today. I'm not putting on Christ at all, right? And some of you may not have that salvation. But here's the thing. Today is the day of salvation for you, right? You can be saved today. And like we just read, Christ died for sinners, right? And everyone listening to this message is a sinner. And because you are a sinner, you need to be saved. You know, the wrath of God is real. We, we learned that in this text today. And because the wrath of God is real, he will judge both the unjust and the just. And what does that mean? It means if you're in Christ, you're good. You're hidden with him, like the text says. But if you are not in Christ, you will be judged and judged rightly. So what can you do if you're not in Christ today? You can turn away from the sin. You can repent of that sin. And you can trust in Christ alone for salvation. And man, let me tell you, it is the best thing that ever happened in my life. So if you don't know that truth today, and you haven't been renewed Come to Jesus, repent of that sin, and trust in him. But if you are a believer, take the thing seriously that we said. Be renewed in Christ daily. Put off your old life and put on Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the work of Christ. God, I'm just so thankful that you renew us uh, day by day. God, I just asked you that you reveal to us what we need to put off and what we need to put on. God, I'm thankful you give us the power by your Holy Spirit to do so. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor John. Thank you so much for listening to the Everyday Church Podcast. For more information on us or if you happen to make a spiritual decision during this message, please let us know and go to our website, www.everyday.church. There's an email link that you can click on and we would love to hear from you. If there's anything going on that has happened during this message, if the Lord has spoken to you or you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Also, if there's a prayer request or concern, then you can email us and we would love to take the time to pray for you and respond in any way that we can. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless.